Hey everybody, it's Ben here. I thought I'd answer some questions I commonly get, as well as some voicemails. So the most common question I get is, why don't you play the full version of the songs? And uh, it's a very good question. I would love to be able to play you the full version of every song. Um, but the short answer is uh, copyright uh, claims. So um, podcast listers like iTunes, Spotify, they will go and like test your, your podcast to see if you have anything that could get them a copyright claim from the copyright holder, and they'd have to take down on the listing of it. Likewise, uh, my podcast host also does not want to get a letter from a copyright holder saying, hey, you need to take this down. So I only include what, what fair use law allows for, which is about 30 to 45 seconds for what's deemed like a review or for educational purposes. So that's what I do. There are some bigger uh, podcasts out there like Song Exploder. And they had the band on and they play the whole version of it. Or, you know, you hear um, NPR's podcasts with full length versions of songs. And that's great. Um, but I'm just one guy who has no connection to any of these bands. So there's no way I'm going to be able to contact someone and, and get them to sign off on, on uh, my little show to be able to play their whole song. Even if I could, there's no guarantee that even if a band agrees that I'll be able to get it cleared and, and play the full version because it may not be up to them. It could be up to the label, you know, and um, I want to be able to choose any song. I don't want to be restricted by ones that are just cleared for, for use. I don't care. I, I want to be able to, to pick it if I like it. So that's why I could... Potentially, if there's interest, upload full versions along with the podcast to YouTube. Believe it or not, they have a pretty good system there for flagging copyright infringing content. And they usually will just let you play it. And the advertisements that, that show up will just go towards the copyright holder rather than to me. And I'm looking, I'm looking to make money anyways, so that's fine for me. So I could do that. I could also potentially create like a private podcast on Patreon. So it'll be behind a paywall, which would be pretty safe. So if there's any interest in any of that, just let me know and uh, I'll see what I can do about having a, a second version of the of the podcast feed that features the full version of songs. So just let me know. And as for a voicemail, I was very excited to see that I got a voicemail from someone, a listener. So let's take a listen to what uh, Vivian has to say. Yes, I would like to find out why Elvis chose the song "If I Can Dream" in nineteen in nineteen sixty eight and the preceding years. I would like to find out. Thank you. Okay, so we're talking about Elvis here, and we're talking about the song "If I Can Dream." So the reason why he picked that song was initially they were for their for that uh, special, the comeback special, which was. Initially called like Elvis's Christmas special. It was supposed to be a Christmas special. And there was a song in there at the end. I'll be home for Christmas as the grand finale. 
Songwriter Earl Brown was asked to write a song to replace it. Elvis did not want to do a Christmas show. He wanted to do um, his own thing and uh, have a different direction to it. So Earl Brown went off and wrote the song. He wrote If I Can Dream, and he did it based off of Reverend Martin Luther King Jr.'s speech, famous speech in front of um, the Lincoln Memorial. Elvis had been deeply touched by the recent assassination of Dr. King because it took place in his hometown of Memphis, Tennessee, and it only confirmed everyone's worst feelings about the South. When Earl Brown um, demonstrated the song for for Elvis's manager, the, the manager said, uh, this ain't Elvis's kind of song. But uh, he didn't realize that Elvis was also there listening, and Elvis said, I'd like to try it, man. Earl Brown said that when Elvis recorded the song, that he saw tears rolling down the cheeks of the three backup singers, and one of them whispered to him that Elvis has never sung with so much emotion before. He means every word. So he felt so strongly about it. He loved it. He made it his closing uh, song for the special. After the special, he went on to have a, a nonstop schedule of touring. Uh, he took up some residency in Vegas, and this went on for about three years from 68 to 71, and then his marriage to Priscilla fell apart, and their divorce was finalized about two years later. So that would be 1973. That's also when he started to overdose on barbiturates. He just kind of kept up this unhealthy pattern of taking lots of prescription drugs, I mean, a ridiculous amount, and a, a hectic schedule of recording and touring up until his death in 1977. And he died as a result of a heart attack, which was brought on by an overdose of prescription medication, essentially. The irony is that Elvis was very anti-marijuana. You see him, like, shaking hands and meeting with Nixon about it. He was a very anti-illegal drug. But according to his primary care physician, he, quote, felt that by getting drugs from a doctor, he wasn't the common everyday junkie getting something off the street, end quote. Elvis, his uh, legacy uh, towards the end wasn't great because, you know, he would kind of come on towards the end there and he was bloated, did not look healthy, and he would sometimes come on stage and just not make any sense. So uh, he came in something a bit of a joke um, as a result in combination with like his, you know, his various capes and and his wardrobe. That's the unfortunate side of of, uh, the end of Elvis there. Anyways, I thought it was a pretty cool song. It was a big hit for him and allowed him to to keep touring, which is what he wanted to do up until he died. So there you have it. Well, anyways, that's all I had. If anyone else would like to reach out to me, you can always um, go to the website, repeat.one. And on there, you can leave a voicemail for me, either just on the website itself or if you have the app for Anchor, you can leave a voicemail there. I love including those. Um, You can also reach out to me on Twitter at Bad Movie Ben, or you can go to the Facebook website and just look for Repeat One Podcast. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy the second season. More to come.